welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. I am your host, Frank LaRosa, once again, and excited to be joined by my co-host, Stacy Frank. How are you doing, Stacy? Hello, everyone. Really happy to be back. Uh, Stacey, um, as uh, people may, may or may not know, is Executive Vice President at Lee Consulting Partners. Um, and uh, my, I guess, left hand, JC's my right hand, or I don't really care. Who's the right? Who's the um, left? Whatever you want it to be. Okay. So, Depends um, on the day. How about that? Stacey's the real boss in the organization. <laughs> I just uh, I just pay the bills. I have a great um, team. Right. So uh, anyway, for those of you that are joining us uh, for the first time, welcome to the show. Um, if you're not watching us on YouTube, you should go check out our YouTube channel, Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Uh, don't forget my Instagram account, which is franklarosa.elite, which uh, I think we're over 114,000 followers. What's the goal? Is, we're coming closer. Uh, the goal changes all the time. Okay. Um, we'll get to that, you know, adopt the 10x okay. mindset. So right. uh, the goal is more, right? More. Better and more. Um, but today I wanted to talk about... Um, an interesting email I got from Dan Sullivan, who is a, uh, a strategic coach. Um, so some people may know that as a strategic coach, which is a sort of entrepreneurship. It's not really necessarily in financial services, but it's really all about building businesses. He's written a lot of books, uh, 10X is Easier Than 2X, um, Who Not How, a number of others. There's dozens of books. Um, but he sent an email out over, the, over last week, and it was uh, Top 10 Habits, uh, we practice that strategic coach to make each new year our best one yet. I thought it was interesting that we would talk about these 10 uh, habits and just to, as a goal to try to achieve some of these things. And for me, I um, one of the books that I recently read was 10X is easier than 2X um, and also Who Not How. So Who Not How, right? So, you know, how am I going to, how are we going to, you know, double our revenue, right? The question really should be, who should, can I bring on that's going to help us double the revenue? And that's the 10. That's that question. Anyway, so we just go through these 10 things and just riff on them to see, you know, what we think. And then you can sort of maybe take some notes and then think about them yourself and how you can achieve these goals. So the first one I'm going to talk about, which is one that I desperately want to do. Um, and I try to do it um, and I fail, but I'm working on it. Um, there are no heard, failures. Well, that's true. You've been working. Yeah, I guess you have been wor- working with me long <laughs> enough. There are no failures. I don't believe in um, failure. I haven't been successful yet. Um, and that is uh, plan all your free days for the year and take them. So in, in with Dan Sullivan, strategic coach, free days are not for playing pickleball. <laughs> um, we were talking about that offline. Because <laughs> you got a, champ- a tournament next weekend, next week. But free days are as a business as a business owner and entrepreneur, you know, we have a lot of stuff that comes at us all the time and you're making a lot of decisions and you're moving and grooving. That's sort of the exciting part of being a business owner. But there's sometimes where you just need quiet, right? You just need to dial things down and no one coming at you and just time to time to think. Self-reflection. S- self-reflection. And I used to say to my wife when she was like, Well, you like flying. 
right? You like traveling because you get you get to fly, right? And I said, you know, it's not that I like to fly. I don't necessarily like to fly, but that two or three hours that I'm on the plane is really productive for me because no one talks to me, meaning, and I don't talk to anybody else. I don't talk to the person next to me. I, you know, I, I talk to the stewardess and that's about it, about whatever she's giving me. Um, so a free day is like that. A free day, which you should have every couple of weeks, is time where you find a place outside of your office, outside of your your normal areas, outside of your home, where you can just think, take notes, be very cerebral about your business, think about your vision, think about where you're trying to go, think about uh, maybe some struggles that you've had and how you want to accomplish those things. Think about your team. It's the thinking and it's quiet time. And planning those things are really those free days. I've heard one person called Starbucks time, right? There's sometimes people, you, people go to Starbucks. I've done this on occasion where I where I, I, you know, I pull up, I get my tea in the morning and then I end up sitting at the Starbucks in my car for like two hours. Like, because I just, it's like quiet. And so I get to think. And that's what a free day really is. I've listened to many, many podcasts of many of the top podcasters um, in the industry or in just the world of business. And that is actually, um, I just had an 11 hour drive to Indiana and I listened to probably 10 different podcasts and a recurring common theme was actually exactly this, that some of the best decisions with some of the most successful CEOs or, or presidents of companies um, or visionaries have come out of is in that self-reflection um, and it's not selfish time. It's it's think time. It's strategy time. Ideas come to you that maybe you can't have when you're in our office here and you have 10 people, I call the deli line, um, are coming at you. You can't, you don't have that time to self-reflect and, and decision make. So Right. And, you know, long-term vision planning, you have to be able to um, quiet your mind to see far out into the future. Um, and when you're in the, when you're in the moment, you're thinking about the next play. You're thinking about like what's what's going to happen tomorrow, not down the road. So number one was really plan all your free days for the year. That would be a really cool goal to have all that stuff planned out. I don't know if I could handle that. Um, but in the books, in the books that he talks about is at least having those free days every few weeks, right? It's a little bit of decompression time, um, but you need to do that. Um, the second one, which you talk about a lot, is, is trust your team. So says for you, what what do you what does that mean to you? You know, I've had a lot of opportunities throughout my life, um, whether it be in, in sports. Um, I've, I've been in tennis my whole life, um, and I division still one. Yeah, <laughs> okay, division one. Um, but it's it's just really given me opportunities to be and feel the camaraderie and the energy and the encouragement of a team, whether it's a a sorority or a sports team or our team here at work. Um, you put your faith into those people, into that culture, and magic happens. It gives you the energy. It gives you the um, the confidence. Um, but it starts with being able to trust the people in your circle. If you're bringing them into your circle, there's a reason for it, and you need to leverage them um, and not back away. Right. And one of the things that I've learned, <laughs> Stacia laugh, is um, sort of the, the whole term, let go of the vine, what I've been able to do, I, I'm a little bit of a control freak, a little bit of I we all are a little OCD, right? <laughs> um, but you know, the, our business has really grown exponentially when I was able to really let go of some of the things, trust the team, 
trusted team around you to get the job done that they're supposed to get done, right? It's not, you know, again, it's not one of those, well, that's not my job. I'm not doing it. But trust the team that their responsibilities, assuming that they know what their responsibilities are, that you've communicated those things to them, that, that they are going to get their job done so everybody else can do their job. So for you as a leader, if you are the leader in your organization um, or, or candidly in your household, right, um, that you can then take your mental energy and focus on the things that you're supposed to get done for the team. And if you can do that, then the whole team is exponentially more successful. And it goes back to what you were talking about a few minutes ago is the who, not how. And even if they don't have the exact skill set or the years of experience or the industry veterans, but if it's the right person, if it's the right who, then we feel that almost anything can be accomplished. Right. Number three is make your future bigger than your past. So I love this one um, because this really is – and it's interesting, I talked to, I was talking to an advisor last weekend and I was asking him, he was going to make, he's making a move and he's leaving a wirehouse and he's going to a independent model. Um, and I started asking him about his plans and what he wants to be when he grows up. Mm-hmm. And he really didn't know because in his mind, he was like, well, you know, I, I do a million and a half dollars. And, you know, I want to grow it. You know, I want to grow it. Of course, I want to grow it. But that was about as far as he could take it. I said, well, grow it to what? Right. And how? What's your business plan? And he didn't have any answers. And then we started talking about the ideas. He started getting energized. And I said, so you don't want to you wouldn't want to acquire a practice like if if we came across one, he's like, Oh, no, well, of course I would want to. I'm like, okay, so why isn't that in your business plan? He goes, well, I I haven't really thought about that. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of the exciting things that we get to do with our advisors through our questioning and consulting is, you know, a lot of times I ask an advisor, what is your vision? What are you trying to achieve? And the answer is, I don't know. And so that's one of the exciting things that we get to do is not define it for you, but help you define it for yourself. Right. Um, and and that's that's really exciting. But if you don't, if your future plans aren't bigger than your past plans, you're never going to grow, right? Because you're always going to revert back to your past plans and your past results. So if you're looking to grow, and you should always want to grow, and that growth that growth means something different for everybody, right? But if you're really trying to build an enterprise practice or you're trying to really build your business, um, then you always have to set a really high standard. Um, So my friend Ed Milat talks about this. Like your goals and dreams have to be so big and lofty that everybody else around you can fit their dreams within your dreams, right? Because if they can't fit their dreams in your dreams, they're going to leave, because your dreams aren't big enough. Yeah. And people want to be around exciting leaders that have huge, lofty goals and dreams because that's exciting. They want to be part of that thing. So you always have to make sure that your your future is your future plans are bigger than your past plans. Um, I think this is a Vince Lombardi quote that said, if you're not early, you're late. Um, <laughs> the fifth one is the fourth one is show up on time. I have a uh, in one of our offices, I have a in our meeting rooms. I have, if you're not early, you're late. Um, <laughs> and that that's just, just simply because it's like how you do one thing, you do everything, right? And if you have a four o'clock meeting, uh, don't walk in at four o'clock. Try to you know, be there, be 10, 15 minutes early so you're always prepared. 
Um, being on time, which means being early, um, gives you t- mental time to shift from whatever you were doing before, right, into being present in the meeting now, right? It allows you to bridge the gap between what you were doing and what you're in because you need to be present with, wor- with what you're doing. It's also disrespectful, candidly. Yeah. To and the I think it's party. a scheduling thing sometimes for people too. And we've all learned sort of the hard way where, um, you know, you have a nine o'clock, a 10 o'clock, an 11 o'clock, a 12 o'clock. What I've learned, especially on this topic, is if you have a nine o'clock, don't schedule anything till 10 30. You need that, that thinking time, that yeah, breathing buffer. time, the buffer time to clear your head so that when you get to your next meeting, you're fresh because everybody deserves a fresh version of you versus the clogged, foggy version of you that came from the last meeting you were in. Right. So these are some of the things that we train our consultants here and also work on our, our advisors with. Yeah, one of the things that I've learned, uh, that I was trying to learn, I'm not perfect at it, but I'm trying to learn is, you know, and I'll add on the show, show up on time, and that is end on time. If, yeah. if you have a nine nine a.m. to ten to ten a.m. meeting, ended at this. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the other party. I'm trying to be respectful to your own time. End that meeting at ten o'clock. Let them know at nine forty-five. Hey, listen, I have a hard stop at ten, so I got about fifteen more minutes. Um, I learned that that lesson from Ed Milet. Um, when I when I would be on a call with him, um, he'd be like, "Hey, brother, I got thirty minutes." Um, you know, and he would hang up at 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, and you can say, I, I want to be respectful of your time as right. well. Don't just make it about you. Make it about we set aside an hour. So by 950, say, hey, we've got about 10 minutes. Let's let's start wrapping up. You can right. put those cues out there to keep everybody on track. People will start accommodating and, and acting accordingly versus, you know, sort of rambling on and just yeah, you know, set those and, boundaries. Right. Because then it's being disrespectful to the next person. Right. Or yourself or whatever. Uh, the fifth one is do what you say. Mm. This is that's a, a big one. Right. Well, so you go first. No, that's a big one is, you know, a lot of people, uh, not just our industry, but just people in general like to talk. Maybe it's because they're getting excited or they feel passionate about something. But you need to pause a little bit and think about those things that you say because people hear you. If you're promising to be somewhere by a certain time or you commit to an event or an invitation and you become chronic about not showing up for that or you tell a client that you can expect to hear from me tomorrow and then it's Friday or three days later, they start believing that that's who you are and then that level of trust sort of goes by the wayside. I I don't know. You don't want to be that person. Right. You, it's again a respect thing. Um, what I would say also is a it's a confidence builder for yourself. If you do what you say you're going to do, show up, you know, be at the be at the event, whatever you say. You're going to help somebody with something. You're going to get back to them by a certain time. You're going to do th- certain things. I'm going to I'm dialing in my. It's January, whatever it is today, the fifteenth. I'm dialing in my diet for 2024. Do what you say you're going to do. Dial it in. Because when you start to do those things, it starts to build a level of confidence in yourself um, because you did what you promised yourself you're going to do. And then what happens is it breeds more confidence. In yourself and in other people's trust in you. When other people trust you, whether it's your family, your friends, or especially your clients, when you're the person that says, I'm going to do X and you do it, even if it's small, even if it's showing up to a you know a cocktail hour with a, with a client – and you don't show up, it's more notice that you were absent. So 
Be present. Do what you say you're going to do. Attend those things. Keep your promises. Don't just say things to um, to please people. Do them because you said you're going to do them. That accountability goes such a long way. Right. Because when you start to not do those things, people don't trust you. You become that person. Right. Ah, they're going to bail. They're going right, to bail anyway. I'm not going to do that. Um, doing deals with people. So do what you say. And it is about other people. But I would say that this is also about yourself and the respect that you have for yourself and building a level of confidence. Most times success in life comes from the confidence that you have in yourself to to execute with whatever you're gonna execute on and do the things that you say you're gonna do. And it's small things. And I'm gonna get up at 6.30 in the morning. Right. I'm not gonna hit the snooze. I'm gonna get up at 6.30 instead of seven. Get up at 6.30, right? Because you'll start to do that. You'll it'll, It starts your day off better. Actually, Mel Robbins, that was one of the podcasts. I, I love Mel Robbins. She's amazing. But that's one of the things, um, one of the titles of her podcast was Avoiding the Snooze, You're Delaying Your Life. Literally, she went on a rant for about 15 minutes that hitting snooze is just the start of a downward spiral in your day and in your week. So Right. Yeah, for sure. That so, was interesting. Um, number six, say please and thank you. Uh, this isn't your mother speaking or your father speaking. Um, but please and thank you, again, is a mental is a mental thing. So when you say please to somebody or thank you to somebody, you're putting out, um, I'll say good energy and you're going to get good energy back. Right. Right. And you reap what you sow. Right. So, you know, say please and thank you because you get so much more out of people just by being courteous. I see so many people. Um, so my wife and I... Um, it's interesting. My wife and I shop at, at a sort of high-end store, which we don't need to mention. And no matter what store we go in, we always seem to get good attention because we, we are very courteous to everybody there, including the security guards. Like we shake their hands and we, you know, we just appreciate it for what they do. But then we see other customers, clients in the stores and it just- They come in all entitled. They call them in all entitled, <laughs> Right. Like, just because you can afford to shop there doesn't mean that you can be a jerk, right? right. Nobody owes you anything. Right. You have to and, earn it. And so, you know, please and thank you go a long way, right? I said, I said to somebody the other day, just be nice. Like, just be nice. Why can't we all just be nice? So just be nice. doesn't take anything. It costs nothing to be nice to people. Right. Maybe not on the pickleball court, but- Well, the yeah, you want to crush them. I understand that, right? <laughs> just You're, kidding. Right, the pickleball court is not be nice. <laughs> It's for crushing my opponent. Can I have the ball, please? <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh. Right, I get that. Um, number seven, focus on creating value. Uh, that's an interesting one also. Not an interesting one, but it's a really good one because it's all about if you can provide value to the people around you, you'll get a lot more in return. Um, with with us in particular, like our our whole business is being built on adding value to the advisor's experience in moving firms, right? Because theoretically, they could do it on their own, right? They could call the local manager and they could get a deal, right? So we have to add more value to our process in order to continue to um, gain the trust and business of those financial advisors. And that's one of the best compliments, actually. I have a great example of of an RIA I'm working with, again, in the Midwest. Um, And this is a team that I've been working with for probably a year and a half now. Um, and just got a call from him and said, 
Stacy, I'm so happy to hear from you. Happy New Year. Um, I'm going to do something with you this year. Every time you call me, you add value. You, you teach me something new. Um, and that's hard work rather than, hey, I'm just checking in on you. Hey, just checking in on you. In sales and consulting and business, when you can find something that's, that's educational to a client and call them to say, hey, Tom, or hey, Frank, I was thinking of you. And this, this added uh, something in a podcast or an article I read made me think of you. I wanted to just share this with you. It goes such a long way. And this particular team in again, the Midwest area specifically said, every time you call me, you add value. That takes work. It takes research, but it goes such a long way. And I can't stress it enough. So Alex Charmozzi, which was another uh, guy on, on um, he's a social media guy, looking at him up, Hormozzi, H-O-R-M-O-Z-I, Hormozzi, says, um, give away the content for free and charge for execution, <laughs> right? That means give away the value for free. Don't be afraid to... Um, talk to people about ideas that you have, suggestions. Um, you know, look, this is, we don't charge for this podcast, right? We don't sell advertising. We don't do anything like that. This is our adding value, creating value for the financial advisor community. That's why it's called Advisor Talk, right? Um, it's all about providing value. And in the hopes that if we provide enough value and enough quality content, that someone will come to us and need need our help, and that's when we'll that's where we get, we get paid. And so, you know, if you're thinking about your social media platform, your website, things that you can do and you're allowed to do, but with the firm that you're at, figure out ways to add value to your target audience, add value to the people around you. Um, the store that we go to, um, we always treat them well. We always bring them something nice. We always, so we're- Go we're, the extra mile. We go the extra mile um, and we're adding value in th there, even though it's where the client, right? We're adding value to their experience dealing with us. Therefore, they want to deal with us more, right? They want to they spend more time with us because we're adding value to the relationship. Right. Um, it's really important to do that in everything that you're doing. Um if you're a broker dealer and you're listening to this, if you own a broker dealer and you own an RIA, you have to figure out how to add value to the financial advisors, the, you know, whether it's an RIA or not, IARs, um, add value to their relationship. Otherwise, they're going to leave. If you're an advisor, you have to figure out how to add value to your clients. Otherwise, they're going to leave because there's plenty of people out there that they can go to. So you constantly have to figure out, we talk a lot about, how do we add value to our our people here, right? Our team here. Yeah, we see them. We see our team as our clients. How right. would you as a client want to be treated? We're constantly brainstorming on how can we make this culture better? How can we make everybody here feel valued, motivated, supported, all those things? And when we do that on a daily basis, the value we're adding to them will make them not want yeah. to go to our competitors. <laughs> and, and we've taken, and we, I was going to say taken, but we've, we'd have, we've had some people join us from from competitors or other firms, I don't want to necessarily call them competitors, but from other firms, because they weren't being given any value to stay at that firm. And they came here because our job and our focus as leaders is to provide them value every day so they don't feel the need to have to go anywhere else. Right, we're constantly adding education. We provide camaraderie. We're constantly providing, you know, aggressive research within Culture, within the recognition, business. intelligence, 
right? At, you know, again, education, right? Technology to help them improve and 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 um, grow their businesses. Those are the types of things we're we're doing to add value to to them. And you need to be doing the same things. Um, What's next? Number eight. Invest time in your top clients and your customers. So sort of, we just sort of, yeah, this is sort of a- We covered a, on that. Right, we sort of covered that. It's sort of add value, but it's, you know, I see, I think too many people, um, well, we're sort of doing that in a way because we're, we're, we're creating efficiencies and processes here so that uh, we're, we're spending more time with our top consultants, Right, who are generally working with our top clients, mm-hmm. uh, so we're spending more time with them and we're putting more resources into them. We're still training the other folks, trying to get them up. But the reality is, it's 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 the Pareto principle, right? Eighty percent of your revenue comes from twenty percent of your clients, people. right? Um, and it's no different uh, where we are or any, most other places. So spend that time, spend eighty percent of your time on the twenty percent of the people that are bringing in eighty percent of the revenue. Uh, number nine, it's sort of like the p- please and thank you, but focus on gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's 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 the same, but not just saying it and saying thank you, but genuinely feeling it and and acting upon that. Right. You know, really showing that you're gracious for somebody's presence when they come to the office, or gracious for the opportunity. I'm constantly thanking uh, our advisor clients. Um, for giving us the opportunity to work with them. Like, I don't just say that. I genuinely, we genuinely feel that way. Um, and it comes through in our conversations. Yeah, I, I, you know, I've seen people that, um, you know, one of the, in our family, one of the words we use a lot is abundance, think in abundance. And what that means is there's more than enough business to go around. There's more than enough wealth and money to go around, things to go around. Be happy when other people are successful because if you're happy when other people are successful, you'll also receive success, right? So if you are if you practice gratitude and being thankful for what you have, not what you don't have or what somebody else has that you don't have, right? If you're thankful, hey, congratulations, good for them. I'm happy with what I have. The universe will provide more, Right, because you're giving off a positive energy. You're vibrating at a higher level. Ed talks about that. Am I vibrating at a higher level? And you attract the law of the universe. You attract more of whatever it is you're giving off. We were at lunch today, and you were talking about somebody making a comment about "I'll never be successful" or something to that oh, effect. And right. and that person's right. If she's saying "I'll never be successful," she's right. Well, it's self fulfilling. Right. And there was a term in my in my graduate study days, self-fulfilling incapability. Um, and it sounds like a tongue twister, but it's true. If you feel you're incapable, if you're saying you're a failure or you're you're worried about failing, then you're self-fulfilling that and it becomes a vicious cycle. Right. So what we get to do every single day is we always say rise all ships. When we get to rise everybody up and make them feel confident, capable, give them good resources, provide a great culture and just a great network of of what we can provide to our consultants here. We rise them up. It comes back to us tenfold. And this is not about us, you know, benefiting ourselves, but we genuinely feel gracious and gratitude for rising everybody here to help them achieve their their vision. As a leader, I think that sometimes people get into the industry or get into, forget about the industry. People get into being a business owner and entrepreneur and they think that, um, now, I, oh, I'm a business owner. I get to put my feet up. I get to work three days a week. I, 
you know, I get to I get to sit back now, right? And I have all these employees and they work for me and they report to me and they need to do what I need to do. And I think and they look at it like like this, right? Meaning like a that, pyramid, yeah. Like a pyramid, and they're at the top, right? Everybody else underneath. But really, the pyramid is the reverse, right? Being being a servant leader and being is, is really the opposite. You're at the bottom of this thing, right? And your job and responsibilities to everybody else. And you have to be grateful for the people that are coming in every single day and working. The, yes, they're working for you. You're the employer, right? Um, but without them, you're not making any money. So you have to be, you have to have gratitude that they're doing what they're doing. Um, and empower them to, to feel capable. Right. Uh, so they don't get into that incapability right. syndrome. But, but be, <laughs> but just simply, it's that, it's as simple as, being grateful that they're there, right? Being grateful that they are willing to work for your organization, right? Be grateful that they're willing to make, you know, they're cold calling for you or they're cold knocking, whatever it is your job, whatever it is your career is or your industry is in the financial services industry, be grateful um, that you have a junior guy that's out prospecting, right? Um, The other thing too, which is a mental thing, and, and I've worked on this with some folks that are, you know, close to me, is that be grateful for what you have today, right? And uh, there's a book that Dan Sullivan wrote about the gap in the gain, right? You can either look at the gain that you have in your life or look at the gap that you have in your life. Meaning the gain is here's where I am today and here's where I, where I was. Wow, look where I was a year ago. I was down here. Look at the gain that I've made, okay? That's the right way to look at it. When people look at it as a gap and they say, yeah, I may have gone from here to here, but I wanted to be here, so I really failed, right? It's the wrong mental attitude. So be grateful for where you are today and versus where you used to be yesterday or a year from now, a year ago or whatever it is. So that's that's number nine. Number 10, and this is what I talked about before, adopt a 10X mindset. So people talk about, oh, you know, 2X, whatever. It's really about 10X. It's a bigger mindset with whatever you think you're doing. When I ask people, that's my question. Really, when I ask people, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm really looking for that 10X answer. If an advisor is doing $5 million in revenue and I say, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm really hoping that they say, you know, some double, triple, double, triple, some huge goal. And yeah, you, you make more money doing that. But what ends up happening and in the book that Dan wrote was um, 10x is easier than 2x, and we're practicing some of this here at, at, at Elite. What happens is, even though you think that that's going to be more work going from 2x to 10x, it actually helps you focus your mind, helps you focus your energy, because you have such a big lofty goal, you stop worrying about the small things. And or you, you start getting rid of small activities that aren't going to help you achieve a 10x goal. It's not revenue generating. It's not revenue generating. It's It becomes noise because that small amount of business, it's sort of like when you look at if you're, if you're an advisory practice and you look at your clients and you have a handful of clients or a lot of clients that are providing a small amount of revenue, but they're taking up a lot of your time, right? Getting more of those clients or keeping more of those clients is not going to help you quadruple your business, right? What's going to help you quadruple your business is spending more time with your bigger clients, 
getting bigger referrals, doing more stuff for them where you make more money. So by having a huge 10x goal, you'll end up looking at those smaller clients and they might be great people, but they're not going to help you achieve your 10x goal and you need to get rid of them. You need to start cutting things out of your life, out of your day, out of your business that are small things that aren't going to drive big time revenue or big time activities and results. Or just delegate better. We always talk about that. Well, it's delegate better. It's the who, not how, right? It's figure out who you can give those things to. Um, But we've started winding down certain businesses here at Elite because when I looked at my 10X goals, where I want to be in 10 years, there there were some revenue streams that we were working on that sound great and I love to do them because we help. (laughs) Right, it's fresh. Well, it's because we like helping financial advisors so we can do certain things. But the reality was those things became noise and they weren't really going to generate the revenue that we what we needed in order to hit those two those 10x goals so we got rid of them and we're still here and we're doing more business right we had another great year yeah. 22 over 23 was another phenomenal year and we're going to continue to do that so that's what a 10x mindset is really all about it's about big lofty goals and then only doing the things that are going to drive the results for those big lofty goals and that and I say personally because that means personally, if you're doing things that drain you, that you know, you're partying on the weekends or you're drinking too much or you're eating too much and you're and you don't feel you don't feel good, so f- physically your your energy is drained. How is that going to help you achieve your 10x goal, right? So you need to start eating better because you know when you f- eat better, you get more sleep. Um, you go to the gym, so you're physically better. You achieve the 10x goals. That's what I'm talking about. Um, it's the repetitions of the revenue producing, or it's you know, in I keep using the pickleball analogy, yeah, okay. but it's it's repetitions and doing those things that help you close a point or that help you you know come down from you know being down a few points. If you don't practice those behaviors, you'll never get there. So it's that. For me, right. it's repetition. Right. It's it's repetition and consistency on the things that are going to drive those big goals, right? When someone asks you to do something, there's all sorts of great ideas, right? One of the things that I'm learning as I'm getting older and and building my business and now is 12, 13 years in the works is the ability to say no to things. That's the hardest part because there's so many, as you grow and you become more successful and you have, I'll just say more money to do things, right? You can get really distracted. Um, Alex Ramosi talks about don't get distracted by the woman in the red dress, <laughs> right? Which is a matrix thing, right? Um, I'm not going to get into that, but watch the watch it. Just just Google woman in the red dress, Alex Ramosi, and it'll, you'll understand it. Um, so the 10x thing is really about focusing on only the things that are going to drive your 10x goals and getting rid of everything else and or people that are detractors, negative people. We, you know, some people you have these negative people in Fatiguers, your life. Fatiguers, emotional drainers. <laughs> we all have them. And I'm not saying, you know, just edit them out of your life so that they're not draining you. Um, anyway, those are just 10 things. There, Dan writes some great books. This is not a Dan Sullivan thing. He's not paying me to do this. Um, if any of you have seen my, my podcasts uh, that I do for my office, half the books that are behind me uh, in, my, in my bookshelf are Dan Sullivan books. Um, and so they're, they're awesome books to, to read. So 
I just think that as as our industry, the financial services industry, um, is going to more and more entrepreneurship, right? Moving from the W two world where you're just a practitioner, uh, moving to owning your own practice. These are the things that I believe are missing in our industry. This type of content, this type of not not for me, like oh my god, um, Frank Rose is the missing piece for financial services. I'm talking about the 10x stuff, the Dan Sullivan stuff, right? Strategic coach, all of those types of things are missing because being an entrepreneur is a lonely place to be. Um, and we, none of, we don't know what we don't know. And so we try to pick this stuff up from wherever we can and then try to share it wherever we can. I get some stuff from people that I, look, a lot of this stuff I've gotten from my from my friends, one of my business partners, John Cutton. Um, he's the biggest Ameriprise advisor. Um, he's he's ahead of me on stuff. So I'm listening to him. He's the one that got me a couple of these books, right? I was I already knew Dan Sullivan, but I didn't know he came out with a couple of other books. John's like, hey, you should read these. They're awesome, right? So now my job is to pay them forward. I think it's just about whatever stage of business you're at or whether you're building a you know, a solo practice or an enterprise team, but always being a good, I always say a good student of the game. Yep. Constantly never stop learning, never stop being excited. Uh, you know, what gets you up every day to learn more about so that you can be more valuable to your to your family, to your clients, whatever. That doesn't stop ever. As soon as it does, you know, there's there's a good halt that goes on there. So number one is plan all your free days ahead, a year ahead of time. Number two is trust your team. Number three is make your future bigger than your past. Number four, show up on time. Number five, do what you say. Number six, say please and thank you, please. <laughs> Seven, focus on creating value. Eight, invest time in your top clients and your customers. Nine, focus on gratitude. Thank you for listening to our show. We appreciate it. Um, and number 10, adopt a 10X mindset. So I think if you do all those things, you'll have a more fulfilled life. You'll achieve the goals that you want to achieve um, and I think that you need to be thinking bigger. There's a lot of opportunity out there. There's a lot of people doing big things. Why not you? So um, I think that's it. Yeah. Thank you for uh, listening to this show. Uh, this was probably more for me than for you because I wanted to talk through these things in my head. So <laughs> Stacey, thank you for being my therapist thank for the you. day. <laughs> I did um, And uh, listen, if you have someone that you think um, might, this might be worthy of listening. They, they need it, whether they're, they're having a tough year or whatever it is, or they're trying to think about growing, they don't know what to do, share this podcast with them. Uh, we appreciate that. Um, if you have any questions or ideas or topics on podcasts you want to you you hear us talk about, let us know. Shoot me an email at frank at leadconsultingpartners.com or stacy, S-T-A-C-E-Y. It's Stacy. don't forget the yeah, E. Don't forget the E. Elite Consulting Partners. Right. Um, if you have any questions about making a move, working with a professional, seasoned professional, uh, you can give Stacy a call at 856-816-6322. And uh, with that said, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll see you next time. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, Head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts.